0: in minnesota or oakland where no one goes to the games not just because of covid okay that was brutal but that's okay we've got more good exciting things to say
1: it's time for dingers
2: Welcome to Dingers, the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people. It's not just Matt Olson that wins you championships. That's why weekend and weekend we're delivering tips and strategies to help you live that straight up OG lifestyle. Tell child's road
0: again by Robbie Baseball
2: from the murder room in the unfrozen tundra of
0: Canada. How you doing, Robbie? Good. I wanted everybody to get the sound of you're on the clock uh, because it's that time. And you know who I just picked? eligible at every position in yahoo david fletcher 247th in a draft very exciting time for me uh it's warmed up ty i've been stripping boats stripping layers of clothing off i <laughs> mucked up my hand something nasty with a screwdriver uh, today life's good man <laughs> I, I, the, the question i do have for you about david fletcher though it like when you look up
2: his name on yahoo does it go like first second third shortstop rob's fantasy
0: team outfield yeah. like- <laughs> second third shortstop outfield rob's yeah. fantasy team That's what yeah I
2: he's eligible as a starting it's actually in the
0: notes you have to click on the notes for the player and then it says uh robbie baseball at robbie baseball one on twitter owns all of david fletcher please check to see if he is in your league as to whether you should or should not draft
2: like is david fletcher your tyler o'neill
0: Maybe, but for completely different reasons. Because, like, in this particular draft, I was just looking for my utility spot to go to a masher. Well, if it doesn't go to a masher, I need my first bench guy to be a super utility. And David Fletcher fell to me. His ADP is 200. I got him 246. So that's great. Like, that, that's not who I was going for, but that's who I got. So I, I was thinking of, like, a Willie Castro, Mauricio Dubon type. And I'm still going to go for those guys. But now that leaves me the possibility of finding some type of, you know, serious masher to fill out this, um, you know, all-star team I've got. This is my last draft, I think, which it should be. I've got four picks left and three in my queue. That always leads to fun. But anyway, tonight, lots of fun. And maybe I'll find one of the guys from one of these two teams we're going to talk about, Minnesota and Oakland. Uh, Minnesota must have a lot of craft beer. I wish I was drinking some tonight, but I will drink something.
2: Well, I mean, I'm tempted to go get some more after listening to your singing
0: off the top. So yeah, in Minnesota, I was actually going to do something mighty. A long time ago, someone decided to put stuff in glass bottles.
2: In some of these bottles, they put juice or milk. And that was stupid today. Only alcohol and a few other products remain in the containers from the gods. It's time for beers and bourbon, because good advice only comes in a bottle.
0: <laughs> that, that sounded more like you tripped on stairs. <laughs> Which I have recently, so. It's, oh, there you go. I
2: think we all have.
0: Ooh. Ooh, that one actually made it onto the microphone. Thank goodness. I know what I was arguing, like what was it when uh uh home when league, Ellen was on? Was it was it Ella? I know I know when Glenn was on from our home league for either the Angels or Mets episode. I was arguing that I know you guys can't hear it, but everybody else will. And then I made a point to listen like max volume. I could not hear it. I was so yeah, disappointed. it's not
2: it's not there. Like, like, it's if I'm not a-
0: ripping a can, the there just isn't enough in a in um a, a squeeze top to get the ptss- so yeah. anyway, Waterloo Dark. I think I have four left, Ty. Four left. So, so the countdown times. is on. Like I oh. feel like
2: you you have to finish those before the season starts. I think that's just a thing that oh, has to. Happen. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Depending on when this thing comes out, they're gone already. They are yeah. gone already.
2: So let's get into the Miss Minnesota team. This is a very good lineup. Um, it's it's one that has some interesting decisions to be made because. Uh, A lot of things, right? Like, leading off, we've seen Max Kepler do that uh, over the last year or so. Yeah, I I don't know that that's the right guy. Like, a healthy Byron Buxton is probably the right guy there. And you know, I know that everyone says that's a bad idea, but I I would prefer to see Buxton running out there. Kepler had a very disappointing twenty season, and it wasn't disappointing in the way that's like, ah, you know, what is a short sample and he'll figure it out. Like, it was ugly. Like, it was not it was not a really good season out of Kepler uh, compared to what we've seen the last couple of seasons. There was a clear progression of him getting better. And then there was a major
0: regression last year. So I don't, do you feel that way about Kepler, Robbie? Uh, so, <clears throat> sp- excuse me, speaking strictly from the dynasty owner standpoint, Kepler has been a very frustrating guy to have. And now his dynasty value has dipped because he's not seen as somebody who's going to be able to replicate previous numbers. Uh, so I don't like him. And I don't know that I actually own him anywhere. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he can't go, you know, 80 run. Like we talked about on a few previous episodes, a couple of people said they didn't quite get it. A few other guys commented and said, thanks a lot for doing it. Um, when I would reference, you know, 80 80 2020 guys. So Kepler is certainly an 80 80 20 homer guy certainly in the bag for him runs could obviously be higher but i would say it's safely in a loaded lineup a healthy donaldson you know uh, a cruise that's rolling a polanco that's making contact kepler is a 90 run plus guy yeah and that's the big thing for him
2: like i i wouldn't mind seeing polanco lead off like that's not the worst thing in the world for this roster uh to leave him with that and and maybe put bucks in nine um, in, in slide Kepler in like five or six, like that could be a good scenario. Put him ahead of Cano potentially in, in the four hole. Like I'm just not in love with him as a leadoff guy. And I think for me, it's that simple. Um, JD in the two hole makes sense. Josh Donaldson, who is apparently going to reduce the number of games he's playing third base this year in order to try to stay healthy. Just really
0: interesting of him to say that, right?
2: Yeah. He changed the way he runs apparently which is good because he runs like a fridge Uh, and Nelson Cruz is the obvious three hole stick here. You know, Sano, Polanco, Buxton are going to kind of change and rotate into that four or five hole depending on what they do at the top. And then after that, like you're going to have Anderson Simmons and then in all likelihood uh, one of Mitch Garver, Ryan Jeffers is going to take the catching position. And I think one of the three Kepler Polanco Buxton will find themselves in that nine hole so there's a lot of question marks here we we gotta have a pretty good understanding of what this starting lineup is going to look like uh what we don't know is kind of the order and consistency that we're going to see and I don't know if you have some different thoughts there Robbie
0: no I I was going to agree and I know there are a lot of MLB teams last year who you know like people we, we started this off because we wanted to give options and estimated, you know, at-bats. What was going to be a reasonable thing to do? So just for everybody who's wondering, at 271, tie. I just picked up Syndergaard, who I'm going to throw on the bench for, or sorry, throw in the IL for half the year. That's called smart drafting, everybody. Uh, excuse me. Uh, it's 600 at-bats. 580 560 you know what are we going to see for at bats out of these guys that's why we tried to do it top of the order through so that you can get an idea of what what's a reasonable expectation and when we see uh roster resource when we see spring training results differ when we see guys at the top of lineups that we don't think is reasonable that's why we're discussing it for you here this team's really screwy like that. Uh, and I another one to discuss, which you know sucks because it's catchers, but is Ryan Jeffers, who was the eight to the twenty eighteen second round pick, who came up last year and saved Minnesota's bacon when Mitch Garver was not doing it. Um, are they going to split time? Is yeah. is Willand Astadio going to get time this year? In that is that going to become a trio? You know uh, the outfield bench with Kyle Garlick, which is amazing because Garlick's the guy who's floated around a lot this offseason. Glad to see him look like he's going to have a job to start the year. Hopefully he can, you know, make it happen. You know, as soon as Buxton runs runs into a wall, we'll find out exactly what Minnesota wants to do if they want to draw from the depth or they want to give him a legit chance. Uh, Luis Aries, same thing. He, but Luis is a slap hitter. So they've got a lot of different things going on here in Minnesota. I think we're going to see a million different lineups. I think it was the Blue Jays who played uh, or sorry, who had 54 different lineup looks last year out of 60 games. I think Minnesota is one of those teams as well. I don't think we're going to see so-and-so locked in at the three hole all year long. You know, I think we're going to see a lot of movement. So might not be the news everybody wants to hear, but I think it's going to happen.
2: Yeah. And I think it's a new trend in baseball too. Like you're, you're getting away. F- you know, I don't think, I know it's a new trend in baseball, That you're just getting away from running the same guys out there, right? You're gonna see your two and three guys be about the only two in good lineups that are consistent, and then matchup game after that. It's just become so relevant. Um, and the stats are there to show it and back it. So I think you can continue to see that. This bench is interesting. You know, you mentioned a lot of guys like Luis Aries, is is a guy that um I don't I don't know what they're doing with Luis Aries. Like that was they brought in Anderton Simmons this year to play shortstop, and Jorge Polanco is definitely the odd man out here to uh, start, but he's the better hitter than Luis Arias. Luis Arias is a contact guy, so, you know, it's going to be interesting. Like, there, that could be your leadoff guy by the end of this season, right? He could be playing left field and leading off, right? So, it'll be really interesting to see how this season plays out. Uh, the assumption is Buxton will be hurt after running into the center field ball at some point this season, so we'll just wait for that to happen like what has he done it three times he's done it three times like i know they're they they cage you in dude like figure it out like like stop running into the wall (laughs) i mean it's a force gump where like they need the science yeah they need the the band stop right like it just doesn't make any sense but some guys uh, do need it the obvious depth here robbie jake cave is a guy that is is a depth player in the outfield with some hit tool a little bit of pop Kind of just a forgotten man here in Minnesota, like a guy that on another team probably would have gotten a better shot, right? He's just been buried on this reasonably good.
0: Yeah, like uh, a talkman in New York. There are certain guys who, if you put him at Mike Ford, maybe would fall under that too. Uh, you you get him onto a different lineup where they could actually play all day. Rowdy Talese is somebody else in Toronto that were kind of having that discussion as to what's going to happen, you know, here with him. And that that's the case for cave. Like we, maybe this will be the year, right? Maybe it will. And maybe Kirloff or somebody that we're going to talk about with prospects is going to swoop in and like cut his legs out from under him. Yeah,
2: definitely. And you know, the rest of the bench, we said, uh, Astridillo, um, Kyle, Kyle garlic who seems to be claimed off waivers and traded and picked up and moved all it. over the place. He's the American leagues version of Jose Siri and he just bounces around until uh somebody eventually just cuts him out but not a lot here you mentioned kirloff coming you know we we were expecting to probably see uh royce lewis this season that obviously is not happening with the injury we might still see nick gordon at some point he also might be trade bait to find a bullpen piece which i think this team will desperately need we'll get to in a minute but let's jump into the rotation which is Strong, eh, question mark, or good? <laughs> yeah. we, we really don't know what to expect with this rotation. Like, Kente Maeda was unreal last year. Um, I think we'll see a lot of the same this year. Jose Brios has been great for years, underappreciated guy in Minnesota. Uh, Michael Pineda, as you like to call him.
0: Pintar Pineda.
2: Yep, yeah, I was waiting for it. And then uh, fan favorite, Jay Happ. Uh, who's just so good with the media. I was uh,
0: he, he's actually, he's a hitter's favorite now because he is he's the chef out there just throwing meatballs.
2: Well, that's why he went to Minnesota. So the ball yeah. doesn't fly as far. He's going to have a great April, May. Yeah, was, yeah, the
0: get, yeah, get those colds, those cold winds in April. All of a sudden, Hap's going to start looking like a fantasy darling. Well,
2: a great guy that you can, and this is something to know, guys. Like this is something you buy early and sell early, right? Like sell four or five starts of Jay hap and turn it into a guy that could be good in three years, right? Like that's that's how you win championships. So all right, Ty, uh, I've got a
0: championship winning question for you about Jay Hop. Okay.
2: Let me finish off this and then we can get into it. So sure. Schumacher, uh, also a former Jay on the back end here, very underappreciated starter, uh, when healthy, right? So just yeah. he's a guy that especially in that big ballpark, he was very good for the Jays when he was in there last year. And I think he could surprise some people if he can string together 130 innings. And at, at 34, he doesn't care about his inning count. So he'll he'll go as long as they'll let him.
0: And still only six years of service time at his age because of a lot of injuries. So here's my question for you, Ty. I will be picking somewhere around pick 293, 294, last pick of my draft. Do I go with Jonathan India, who may or may not start the year with Cincinnati, but should be up very early on? Looks like he could be second base now. Or do I go with Jay Happ, who I suspect to have a decent April and then fade away as the season goes on? Or do I go get my boy, Austin Nola, and throw him on the IL, who's got three position eligibility, catcher, first base, second base, thanks Yahoo, and then pick up another guy who could even be a Jay Happ. Or Jonathan with, India
2: With the cluster of a season we're going to see this year, uh, pitching all day, Hap, trade them, and you can decide whether you want to try to trade them for a pitcher that the other team doesn't know about yet, or trade them and then pick up the bats you're worried about. Like there's options there. So I, I would definitely use Hap to maybe package a guy and make an upgrade would be well, how I would try to play that.
0: Okay. And now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to draft me some NOLA and then of I'm going to throw them on. Of course I am. And then I'm going to throw them on the IL and then I'm going to pick up off waivers, India and HAP. And I'm going to go HAP. Uh, oh my God. Somebody just drafted NOLA. Oh my God. And his world what? is
2: collapsing.
0: What? Oh my God. So, some so you, you ever seen,
2: you um, ever seen the I'm
0: Avengers? At. That's what I was you're, getting. At. I'm getting. You're
2: seeing Avengers in infinity war. Right in the part where Thor thought he killed Thanos and Thanos snaps his fingers. You're Thor right now.
0: You just <laughs> thought you had the world conquered and then it just changed. That's <laughs> funny because I watched that just the other day because I want to watch the um uh what's the show? Um the Wager that- Falcon thing. No, 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 not that. The I'm I'm further behind. The one uh, Wanda- division. I want yeah. to watch WandaVision. So I'm watching, I've watched all of them or I have been watching all of them in order. So then I can get to WandaVision and it's in order because somebody had said it's not in order. Anyway, I picked HAP up 294, whatever it was. Uh, my team's complete. The draft will be complete soon. India will be the first guy I pick up. Yep. But I, I wanted to have that conversation because I agree and I was hoping you would make the point with Shoemaker as well where Minnesota veteran pitchers can start the year out well. Minnesota can collect a lot of wins early. It will be the attrition of the season that could get to guys.
2: Yes, and they they have the backup option here built in. And and whether he's SP3 or SP6, I don't think it matters. Randy Dobnik, former Uber driver, uh, will be in this (laughs) this group of pitchers. I know, right? But, I mean, I feel like you have to mention it, right? It's just the
0: baseball side of it, right? Like, Randy Dobnik, awesome story. Agreed. Not Randy but, Dominic, You know, but if, like, we're a, um, if we're a
2: multimedia platform, though, like we we, it seems like all the big platforms talk about it. So we should.
0: All right. OK, fine. I like to think of Randy Dobnik, dude, we were talking about in in 19 as somebody that could do some good in the future, because both you and I were competing in Dynasty Leagues to pick up the Devin Smelzers and the Randy Dobniks in in Dynasty Leagues. So it looks now with the Dobnik signing, awesome for Dobnik. It looks now with the Dobnik signing that he's going to get to kick around. But as we talked about a player who's kicked around an organization with some frustration in Buck Farmer when we did the Detroit episode, Dobnik might kick around like a Ross Stripling starter reliever, starter reliever as the team sees fit. And he's going to be happy because he's got that 9 million that could grow to 28 million.
2: I don't necessarily think that's the way it plays out because like the assumption is that one of Pineda and Shoemaker is going to be injured. Right. Like, I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. almost, you almost take that to the bank. Like one of those two guys will be hurt. And that's, I think they're, but they're, Pineda
0: would be more suspended than hurt. I think.
2: That's also true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> Especially now that they're actually cracking down on banned substances for on things for, on
0: your body. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. So I mean, he's a, he's like that guy that gets tested at the piss test after the game, every game. <laughs> right.
0: Like, like, he know. goes into the dressing room. Yeah. Come, Michael. Michael. Oh, come on, man. Again. Yes. Yeah. Again. He,
2: he he steps into a hardware store and they test him. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So okay, okay. So that's the five. Let's let's whip through the RPs because we did talk about them already on the AL RP episode. Yep. Uh Coloman Rogers looks like they might split time. We know that's not gonna happen. Colombia will get the nod, uh the extra time over Rogers. Duffy, uh Jorge Al- Alcala. Dobnik is in there. Dobnik might also start a little bit this year as we just mentioned Hansel Robles, uh Cody Stasik, Caleb Thelbar, Thiobar. Well, sorry for the pronunciation. Um it's I mean the, the reality is it's
2: no it's, not, it's not good.
0: It's not good and they learned nothing from the last two seasons. Like nothing. Hansel <laughs> Robles could be fine. Dobnik could be good. Alcala you were talking about in the off season. Uh, yeah. Duffy's a dude. Rogers should be fine and Colome should be fine. Uh, that's better than probably half the other uh, bullpens in the AL. I agree, but you've had a team that's borderline,
2: like. Oh, so you, yeah, side. yeah, okay. So you like wanted the, them to like
0: build like Ottavino or whatever, you know, like get better guys. Yeah, get okay. better. Okay. They
2: didn't get better, and and like they got guys because they were affordable, right? Like this is like I feel so bad for the Twins fan base. They never make that last investment to get there. They just flirt with it. And like this rotation and this bullpen just scream disappointment. Like it's just it's it's kind of Milwaukee last season, right? We talked about it. Like they just didn't address it, and they just kind of said, "Ah, well, just put some band aids on it and hope nobody notices." So right, I, yeah. Move to the I next feel one. yeah, I feel <clears> bad about it. But let's let's get into this minor league system because you know they're they're deep at the major league level, and they're gonna have to have a next wave here at some point to sustain the window, or we're gonna start seeing it close. So let's see what they got behind the scenes here.
0: Yeah. So catcher. Jeffers coming up was the depth, which is fine. Um, they don't have anybody else that looks like they're peaking as a prospect. So we will see how things develop. You get a first base, uh, Aaron Sabato is the guy, Ty. We've talked about him a lot this off season. If Love. you wanted to further stamp, please. the floor Well, I yours. mean, listen, like he was a 20 uh, pick in first round pick in 20. And he
2: got a lot of a bats in spring training this year. That's all you need to know. Like he's, he, it's a huge, Tip of the cap to that they think this guy's really good and that they plan on moving him really fast. See Andrew Vaughn. Like, I really think that he is not far behind Andrew Vaughn in the talent category. And I think you're going to see that this season in the minors. And I think they're he's going to move quickly. That's my expectation.
0: Okay. When I'm looking at uh, second base, third base, I'm not seeing anybody no. really that, that's on the cusp. Uh, no one that I think is gonna be amazing and we need to note at this moment in time. So I will skip over it. If you, the listener, think there's a dude or two that we are missing out on, let us know at Dinger's pod. Uh somebody had told me when we did the San Francisco episode that we missed out on Vossler, V O S L E R, a third baseman with San Francisco. And I said, Okay, you know, but like no major league time, and he's in his whatever 27, I think he's age 27. Um, I was happy to have the, the note. I, I want to know about every player. You know, like if you think there's a guy, let me know. But when I did the, the deep dive, it looks like he's had some pretty good Babbit at minor leagues and some good spring trainings. Now that could lead to an opening day job, as we've seen with Toronto having, was it Jonathan Davis? Looks like he's getting the nod after a good spring. But those are always short-lived. So I don't look at him in San Francisco's system as like a lock to do anything because San Francisco has depth at that one position, which is third base. They've got Longoria who's sitting there. They've got Listella who could be over there. So this might be like the third option. Doesn't mean he won't be in 80 games this year. So it's somebody to note, but here I'm not seeing it with Minnesota. So again, at Dinger's pod, hit up Ty at tourney boss or myself at Robbie baseball one, if you feel we're missing somebody. So when we get into shortstop guys, well, obviously Ty mentioned Royce Lewis is injured this year, but somebody who could come up and play is Nick Gordon. Uh, wander Javier. I think it's time to put him out to pasture. We're going to need to see him crush some level before we can, uh, be on the train. I would rather be off of him and come back late because I feel like I was on him really early in like 18 when he was very young and the progression just wasn't there. The last shortstop to mention Keone Cavaco, who was the first rounder in 19. He's a project. He will be playing this year, 19 turning 20. Um, is there anybody there tied to discuss before we hit the, the Yelp field, get no, into I, a bit more depth in the system?
2: I'm with you with Javier. I, I mean, I think uh, he definitely has to prove it or or what is it uh, put up or shut up this year. And, and I think that's kind of it. The power's there. It's the hit tool. That's the gap for Wander Javier.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. That's it. So we got Kirilov, Brent Rooker, Jabotor uh, Celestino and Trevor Larnick all in the upper levels of the minors for the outfield, which is great. Cause we just talked about the fact that they don't have a great looking MLB outfield, but it could be fine. And if it is fine, then these guys can uh, learn play games at the lower level and move up as needed. There are other players such as uh Alaric Soulier, who was their second round pick. I think yes. Second round pick this year or in this past year's draft. And um, what's the Rosario here? Ka- Kalaya. Cool. Oh man, this sucks. Yeah, Kalaya Rosario was a fifth round pick. I'm trying to find more information on him. He's a project guy, so even even when I did on RobbieBaseball.com the huge first year player draft ADP, he's not drafted. Nobody has him anywhere. But the Twins are aren't getting this guy in the fifth round and preventing him from going to school if they don't think there's something there to develop. Yeah. So I am interested to find out what that is. Yeah. So that's that's the you know dart throw. I, we're trying to find guys for you to uh, get on your radars in your leagues as well. So then we can move to the pitching side, which, I mean, I feel like we've talked about a lot of these guys for a long time, but it looks like uh joint Duran or Duran is going to come up this year, going to get some, going to get some starts. I'm hoping it's North of 15. I'd be happy with 10. If it was down the stretch, But if he's going to start down the stretch, keep the innings under 50 so we get him for next year as a prospect, that would be the big one. Devin Smelter, he's not really a prospect. He's been up and down, but he's somebody to Mm -hmm. note. A lefty who throws pretty well. And then you've got Lewis Thorpe. Um, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like
2: these are just kind of guys that have been around, right? Like, I mean, they have not made the jump. Like, Johan Duran's the guy that I think is the more interesting of the three um and smelter is the lefty like i think at this point he's destined to be like a five out guy in the bullpen right i think that's kind of where he's kind of going to find himself yeah and and i think you know the next layer down you see a guy like jordan blazevich who is going to push the radar It's probably the best arm out of that group right if there's four guys that are realistically going to be major leaguers like Blazevic is probably the guy that, at least for me, that I have the highest expectation for. You might feel differently, Robbie, but those are that's my guy.
0: I I like him as well. Uh, Josh Wider or Winder, who's in camp. Another guy to note, exactly as Ty has mentioned on other episodes, they're in camp. So you can't ignore that some guys get the invite because they got a big bonus and they're there to shake hands and say hello and meet the coaching staff. And they spend, you know, a week, 10 days, then they get sent down. He was there just as the second round pick in 19 Matt Cantorino. Gosh, I I need to like bold all these names. I just can't read them tonight for some reason. Uh, It's the alcohol anyway. um, Yeah. So there's another guy to note and you know, it's not, a rich system. It's, it doesn't suck. They've got Marco Rea as a J two guy or sorry, a fourth round draft pick. My apologies. Fourth round draft pick who is the younger or youngest uh, notable pitcher in their system. But I I just haven't heard anything good. I don't remember exactly what Mason said. If we had any type of conversation about Rea when he was on with us, you know uh, Mason McCrae's who were discussing Mason underscore McCray, uh, Twitter. If you want to know about, next year's draft class before they're picked uh mason's a great guy to follow for the college and high school stuff for that and ray i don't recall the conversation that we would have had for him so minnesota's got depth everywhere but they don't have um major league outfielders that we are comfortable with to start the year but they do have some minor leaguers that could come up to help yeah definitely uh, i like I mean, it. it and you, yeah. you think the bullpen sucks
2: the bullpen is, is full of guys that are meant to be like sixth, seventh, eighth inning guys. Like, I just, it's not anchored down. That's what's missing for me. Cause like okay, Colome, well, we've talked about a lot. Like, he could be valuable, but not elite. And that's their whole bullpen.
0: Yeah. I, and I, I'm fine with that. Why don't we leave Minnesota in the cold behind? Let's go to the Bay.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The Oakland A's are just that team that just, constantly scraps it together with guys that are underappreciated they're the island of misfit toys is who they are and they're like
0: me in fantasy yeah hundred uh, percent like, looks it looks like hot garbage and at the end of the day there i am in the playoffs i just picture you as an <laughs> elephant
2: trying to stand on a ball like that's that's how i see you managing <laughs> that's how i try too. to juggle all my yeah. teams <laughs> so um this this lineup is going to be interesting like i i don't I, I'll be honest before we get into it like I don't know what to do with Ramon Loreno I just I don't yeah. know where to put him I don't want to draft him I don't want to own him I just he confuses me as a fantasy player I <laughs> you sound a little afraid of him I am I just don't know like yeah is he gonna be good is he gonna be awful is he gonna punch a first base coach like I don't know like I just don't know <laughs> so like it's one of those things that this lineup has a lot of that in it and so you know Canna is is a safe guy, I think at the top of this lineup. Like, I think he's the most logical guy because the rest of this lineup really lacks speed. Like, the the guy that I will say could theoretically find himself in that spot that nobody's considering is Kai Tom. Like, Kai Tom turned some heads in spring. Like, this is a guy that proved spring training stats matter. Got himself on his job. job. Yep, uh, I think yeah. he's going to start here because like. Piscotti's not a locked in guy. Like I like Piscotty, but um, I don't know that he's locked in. Like Kana can move around a little bit, so like you could see Kai Tom at the top of this lineup. So beyond that, like this is where I just I don't know where to go. Like for me, I, I might even throw Mitch Moreland to is as, as silly as that sounds. Like and it has nothing to do with the left handed stick here, which it normally does. I just I don't know who else to put there.
0: Um, um like Matt Olson isn't is the sure. ideal candidate.
2: No, yeah, this just, lineup has yeah. nothing ideal about it. Like, there's just like there's some good players, but there's just nothing like traditional about it. So beyond that, like it's it's Olson in three for me. That's a no doubter locked into three. I would support Olson at two if they do it. Uh, I don't think they will, but that's there. Chapman probably behind that or Murphy, right? So I I think I would put Murphy if you're going. Moreland, Olsen, for me, it would be Murphy and then Chapman after that. And then you get into this cluster uh, of what you do. Um, the wild card here is Elvis Andres could hit lead off and he did bat lead off, but struggled a little bit in the spring. So I, I don't like I said, there's there's nothing here that I'm I'm usually pretty confident putting the line down on some of this stuff.
0: This one, I just I don't know what to do. Um, Well, it's also Oakland, right? They just have a way of um, creating the lineup that gets it done. And it's the Jed Lowry's of the world who we are totally blowing off because he hasn't played in two seasons. But when he did, he was good. And maybe Oakland is like, hey, look, he's back. So Mm -hmm. let's get him. Let's put him in a position. And the clock is ticking. So, you know, max it out. Right. And that could be yeah. like the Kai Tom thing. I, I love it. Like I, we talk a lot about rule five, you know, like to us playing deep dynasty leagues, having a dynasty based podcast. Those are the ways you win leagues without having to have a painful long rebuild. You pick up the Kai Tom's, you pick up the, uh, what is it? Evan Phillips, Phillips, Philip mm-hmm. Evans in Pittsburgh. You pick up just these random dudes and they just become extra pieces. They're not your building blocks, but the Jed Lowry in the offseason, let's see what he can do. Right. Like yep. second base is not a position that you uh, need a top 10 type guy for. So let's just see what Jed Lowry can do. Right. Like Mitch Moreland. Holy crap. If you're in an OBP league that can help you out. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sean Murphy, whatever. He's a catcher. A jury's out power with Olson power with Chapman. I agree with you on Loreno, don't know what the heck to do. And then where's the speed coming from, right? Like, what's Pinder going to do long-term for the year? It's it's so fun, but so frustrating.
2: The upside is the entire lineup is slow, right? So they don't have to worry about matching speed anywhere in this lineup. Because, like, there's nobody fast in this lineup. So um, the bench is interesting, right? We've mentioned... Piscotti already who likely mm-hmm. will be there. Jed Lowry is in all likelihood to start there. He might win a job. He finished spring strong. Got the average up to almost 270 at the end after struggling mightily to start. Um Aramis Garcia uh was traded from uh Texas in the offseason. Yeah. Uh looks Just to be before the back-
0: camp, I think.
2: Yeah, looks to be the backup catcher for this season. Cool. Um, uh, Tony, <laughs> exactly right. Okay, Tony, Tony Kemp is going to be the utility guy that just fills up anything and everything. Um, and, as well as Ch- Chad Pinder, who can also slide around the diamond a little bit. Um, but in all likelihood, Pinder is going to be the opening day two bagger. Uh, he played pretty well last season, so I, I think it's his job to lose. But Lowry, the switch hitting multi position, is going to be super valuable as well. So this team is flexible, there's a lot of things you can do, which is why we struggle with this lineup so much. because. I don't even know that they know what they're gonna do. And that's kind of the way this is coming together. This team will be good though. Like this is a good lineup. Like there's a lot of good players here that are not like all stars, but they're all kind of like mid-tier consistently there. So lots to like there. Olsen's looked unreal in the spring. Um, that's a guy that uh you, you want to own. And he was he was cheap in the offseason, right? Like he was a guy that everybody yeah. was selling on and I, I took advantage of it in a couple spots, Robbie. Uh, so I was happy to do so, and he's he's made me look smart so far. Hopefully he doesn't screw that up moving forward, but uh, let's get into this rotation, because <laughs> this is one that uh, is, is an interesting one. Lots of good arms, lots of question marks, though. So Robbie, take it away.
0: Yeah, like, I, to me, Frankie Montas is the, the the ace of the staff. He's He should be SP1 here. Um, then you've got Manaya, sp2 looking to come back get it done then bassett is just like this wonky dude who i don't get uh very mike fires like who just like has stuff gets it done uh, you wouldn't want it to have him any higher than sp3 in your dynasty leagues and i would even extend that to be in like a 24 team league i wouldn't want bassett to be my sp1 or 2 i would not like my team at all well, and, I and i don't know if you got, caught it,
2: this robbie it, it, they have announced chris bassett is opening day starter
0: yeah, crazy. That's wild. Crazy. Which I believe last year, like Frankie Montas had such a wonky year, but Montas was like the dude in 19 and into 20. Like he struggled a bit in 20, but 20 was such a weird year. It, it doesn't matter to me. Like Manias from kind of the early, like, you know, he came up early and then had injury. So he, he arrived on the scene before the rest of these dudes and Lazardo and Dalton Jeffries, who looks like, because of injury and an awesome camp for Jeffries, he's going to be up and that's great. Very happy to see a player rewarded for doing well. When there's an injury, a prospect rewarded gets to come up. He was a first round pick. I think compensation round in 16. Yes, he was thirty seventh. So that's nice to see. And I'm sure he's going to start popping up everywhere. I would pump the brakes on Dalton. Jeffries coming in and making a big impact throughout this whole year, but it's awesome to see him come in. Um, just because there's a new player that's arrived on the scene that we didn't think was going to start the year and they were drafted early does not mean all of a sudden they're going to change baseball it just means they're getting an opportunity and Oakland is a big park so although things might look good like we talk about Colorado hitters being able to appear better than they are Dalton Jeffries might have that same he appears better because maybe he either gets more innings because of popouts or sorry pop-ups out of bounds that are caught as anybody who knows Oakland, will attest uh, they get more, what is it? Out of bound flyouts than anywhere, any other park in baseball. So if you can get the guys to hit one high, you can, you can get them out. But anyway, it's, it's in fun rotation, you know, a couple lefties mixed in there with Lazardo and Manaya, but a lot of risk in here too. Like Mon- Montas could be blowing up Lazardo. I'm not exactly sure what they're looking to get at him. We're not sure about Dalton Jeffries Mania Is he back? Is he fine? Is he going to be like, um, I was just going to say Corbin Carroll, but that's not wrong or not right. Patrick Corbin. Corbin. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that, is that the road he's going to go on? I could see it. You know, he's not going to be that big of a K guy, but I could see it. And, and that's fine. There are other options when we get down lower that we can talk about for other dudes. Um, and then the bullpen Ty. like the, the bullpen as we talked about in the AL bullpen episode, Rosenthal, I think Ros- Rosenthal had just signed maybe when we did that episode. So, you know, Rosenthal will be the guy. Jake Diekman and Sergio Romo will be 7th, 8th dudes. And then, like, J.B. Wendelkin has been good. Uh, Lou Trevino has been good, but they have not stepped up. Uh, Adam Kalaric, who's a lefty, 32-year-old, sneaky good. If you're in a points league, uh, big dynasty league, go get you some Calaric. He's like a four-plus point-per-game guy. He gets a couple K's. He came over from the Dodgers in the offseason. I forget what the trade was, but it, it was a good one for Oakland because they got him. He's an extra a second lefty for them. Doesn't matter where he gets deployed. If it's a save hold league, he's going to just be more valuable for you. you uh, you got Yasmani, Yasmara Yosem- Petit, and then Birch Smith rounding it out. It's a bullpen. Oakland yeah. makes it come together. You know, it's not, it's not locked and loaded where it's like Rosenthal the best closer in the game, right? Rosenthal looks like he's regained himself. That's awesome. Good for him. You know, good for the dynasty owners that if you held him through all of this, was your team any good, (laughs) you know, for what? Three years you were waiting on. Do you also own Alex Reyes? Let me know. I want to know, but uh, you know, they look good. They, they, they look like they're going to be able to hold on to games, which is great for the starters as well. Right. Uh, Injuries, Mike Fryers, who we already mentioned is the is the big notable injury that they've had for this season and i mean who was he really on on our dynasty teams you know he was a guy on a one-year contract at most so um but anyway yeah Are yeah you,
2: like, like aj puck for me is a guy that i i've been on all offseason like if you've listened you know um that's a pretty regular mention sorry. for me
0: how do you spell that
2: aj puck it is a yeah. uh, anthony jeffrey pook um i don't actually know what what is the aj stands for but i should find that because i'm a big fan the stuff's great like and what what i wanted to mention that went quietly through the industry and no one's talking about it robbie he pitched four scoreless innings on saturday allowing one hit and it the one hits not the notable part it's not the zero earned runs it is the four innings pitch that is the notable component of that stat so I think it's very important to recognize that they're probably going to take him slow, but I do think he might be the guy that they run out as the the guy behind the opener to start, and that way they don't force him to go the five and six inning type of thing, and they can stretch him out a little slower. So I I think that's what they're going to do with Puck, and it, and it might change the way that this rotation comes together. I, I'm not impressed by Dalton Jeffries. Like I've seen his stuff. I don't think it's great. I think people are really high on him and he kind of fits like this Chris Bassett, like get it done type of guy. And then somehow figure something out in a couple of years. Like I could see Jeffries falling into that kind of career trajectory. And I mean, Oakland's been doing it for years. So it's certainly not something I'm going to question. I'm just, I'm not looking at him as a guy that I'm counting on for this season. That's or, or even next in
0: my opinion. So, um, Other potential options, you mentioned Puck already, so we'll go right to pitchers. James Caprillion, who got a little bit of time last year. I was so happy, Ty. I was so happy because I've owned Caprillion in some leagues since 18. It was really exciting to see him just get some time, and he's another injury-riddled guy, so I don't know what the honest expectation is for him, but it was just nice to see. Grant Holmes as a guy on the cusp as well. Um, He came over in... Uh, what was the trade it was with the Dodgers? It was trying. Wasn't it? No, 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 no. He, he was, he was a significant trade. Um, it well, doesn't matter what either. it was. I'll find it. It was years ago. It, it was years ago, but um, Cole Irvine, who came over in January from Philly and Trey Supak, who was in camp with Milwaukee. Um, Rich he, Hill. Sorry. Was, was it? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Rich Hill. How do you um, remember that? It's like the president I did. of the Rich I Hill it, Club. I said it was a significant trade. <laughs> That—that's me remembering. There are a lot yeah. of names, you know. I'm also well, supposed you... to have a job and a career and a family, but it's hard to remember all the baseball trades that happened five when, years ago.
2: When you get to be <laughs> the age of Rich Hill, like you are, Rob, then you start to, your memory starts to go. No, Rich
0: Hill's got—he's got years on me.
2: <laughs> I know. I just—I had to make a Rich Hill joke. And that some. was the one that played. Yeah.
0: Some, but anyway, so Supak is another guy. What, what I was getting at is that there are some cuspy guys that we know of right now. And and then further down, since we already touched on the pitching, it, it thins out a lot as far as like known commodities, Hogan Harris, hell of a name for a 24 year old lefty. Um, we needed him to be assigned last year. We needed to see 120 innings out of him last year. We didn't get to, so he kind of falls further down that depth chart. Hopefully he starts at double a this year and we get to see what he can do. Tyler Baum, 23 year old second round pick in 19. That's kind of another dude to note. And I'm not seeing a whole lot, you know, when we get further down, certainly nobody that was drafted really high second round pick last year, Jeff Chris Wells, a college prospect, but what's the assignment going to be reasonable to this year is what kind of what I'm getting at is what are we going to see there? And then bullpen arms, you know, it's, it's not notable. That's all I can say. It's not veteran laden notable, but if we start to move up and we can just continue, I guess, in the reverse order, cause it, it's not going to take too long. The outfield. Oh, oh, before prospect, we move off of
2: yeah. the bullpen, the yeah, one yeah. guy that I've mentioned that pitched well in oh, right. that is one. is Wannitson Charles guy that I've been on for a while. This guy yeah. has back of the bullpen stuff. Um, so definitely a guy, if you, if you haven't noticed him yet, notice him. What's his age, uh, Ty? Yeah. Uh, 24, I think is what he is. 24. Okay. So 20, now's the 25. time. Yep. Yeah. Like he's, <clears throat> he's a bullpen arm. Like there, that's what he is. Um, But he's one that could be very, very relevant for this, this team.
0: Yeah. So outfielders, I, I'm sorry. There just isn't anyone that I'm ready to anoint like the next guy or a good fallback option. Austin Beck is somebody Ty talked about in an earlier offseason episode. Um, best name for any of the outfielders is sky bolt he's a 27 year old who what was drafted in 50 yeah and and sky is spelled s-k-y-e so he, now it sucks. he obviously nope. has
2: he's he's out now well
0: blue eyes blonde hair probably where like definitely swagger no like well maybe maybe it's worth looking up what sky bolt looks like
2: that's some other like, day
0: that's more like a like valley
2: girl version of swagger
0: Well, I was thinking of him more as, like, a member of Cobra Kai. See, okay, okay, that's different. Like, if he comes (laughs) in and he's like, I'm going to sweep the leg, like, cool. Like,
2: then he wins. But I I think a guy that spells his name Sky (laughs) with an E needs to wear no batting gloves. That's the only way that I think he passes the
0: test. I assume he's jacked also. So yeah, this is a fun game. Let's just talk about have, players that we don't know what they look like yeah. and make baseless assumptions.
2: This is a future episode of <laughs> Dingers in the yeah. right now. <laughs>
0: we'll just take, yeah, well, d- maybe we'll have to do it like with like a live Twitter feed or something where people yeah. just tell us a player and then we have to try to describe them. I, I, I assume everyone will just stop listening to the podcast if that one ever comes to fruition. Wow. Okay, so
2: I, I think it would be great content though. If I pick 10 names and you pick 10 names and you have to describe what they look like, there's something there.
0: If we went on video games and made them and then posted those also, you would use Ooh. your, you would use your new version of MLB, the show. I would use uh, Nintendo Wii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> so it would be unfair. Vastly you, different. You would just have eight bit looking guys right <laughs> yeah and i'd be able to like change the, the cheekbone structure <laughs> yeah exactly. well that's why it would be fun okay so just so everyone's aware we don't have a whole lot to talk about with the rest of the prospects here that's why we can go off topic uh robert paulson is the the big guy the j2 guy from the 19 class that's with oakland uh tommy sodastrom is it no it's not tommy why do i always Tyler. call him tommy Yeah, I'm just into the goaltender from the 90s. Um, I think he was, like, Finnish. He had the Jofa helmet with the round Jofa. Anyway, Tyler Sodestrom, who is not a goaltender, but is a catcher third-base prospect, a high school drafted guy, first-round pick in the 2020 class. And, like, the rest of them are kind of deep dives. And and I don't mean deep dives like we don't like them, but, like, Logan Davidson, first-round pick in 19 college switch hitter Uh, looks like he's a shortstop, but we need to see where he's going to go. You know, what does the organization really think of it? Johan Polino, 19 year old Dominican free, uh, sorry, from the 17 class. What's going on with him? You know, those are the kind of guys that we're, we're with here, buddy Reed, like, you know, how, how high is the floor for a buddy Reed? Uh, We need to know what's going on. We need some, some spring training games to extend to double A, triple A, high A, like we need to know this Oakland system better. And the one thing we can bank on is that if we start to hear something about Oakland players, it's probably a good thing to, you know, try to get video on these guys. So if there's anyone you know of that we should met or that you think we've missed out on, let us know at Dinger's Pod, Ty at Tony Boss, myself at Robbie Baseball One. We want to know. We want more prospects within Oakland. Uh, yes, we look at, you know, prospects live. But we look at all the other sites that, tell us as much as they can give us scouting reports, but we like to give ourselves the experience before we're looking at other places to reference. So, uh, is there anyone here, Ty, that you think I may have missed? No, nope. No, I think note? not anyone that's jumping off the page of me. Um,
2: Seth Brown, I mean, is the, is the one guy that I think we'll see significant time this year. So if you're looking for a short-term impact guy, um, I think you're going to see some at bats. He was kind of one of the last cuts. For Oakland this year, left-handed power bat, uh, plays the outfield in first base. So an injury to any of those spots, there's not a ton of depth. He's the obvious guy. So um, and even with the other roster flexibility that they have with some of the guys already there, he's the obvious guy for almost every position on the infield. So um, just the ability for them to move other people around. And other than that, it's not much here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, like like we said, buddy Reed, you got Caprillion, you got Logan David. David said, sorry, you got Austin Beck. Uh, Lazaro Armenteros, who I guess is a guy who could be up this year, 21-year-old outfielder. Jeffries, we mentioned. Oh, my goodness, I forgot. Pedro Pineda. So Pineda was um, the J2. Yeah, J2 this past year. So that, there we go. I knew there was a guy that, that I, I felt like we missed. But but he's, what, 2025, end of the year, kind of 2026 away. That, you know, we try to keep it within the five-year radar. So he's at the other end of that. Soderstrom, we mentioned, Puck and Robert Possum. It is a short list of notable prospects, and we are trying to find 500-plus prospects. So when we can only come up with a dozen or so, you know it's a thin system. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're not going to find value elsewhere, but it's a thin system.
2: And a guy, that's an interesting flyer, uh, 19th draft draft pick, uh, fifth rounder. Out of high school, Jillian Green is or Greer, sorry, is just a middle infield prospect, 6'3", 185 like could profile as an outfielder as he fills out. Like these are the kind of guys that Oakland makes their money on, right? This is a nineteen year old bat um, that has a long way to go and has a big frame to fill in. So you know, as he starts to bulk out, could be a more relevant guy um, that falls a little bit further back on their prospect uh, list, right? So just a guy to, to, pay attention to and um, be aware of, but anybody else that you want to touch on here to bring our, our Oakland home as we get close to
0: opening day here, we're, we're not far away. Uh, no, nobody else to talk about Ty. Uh, what I did want to do was get the over under. We did not do the over under on Minnesota. Yep. We did not do the over under on Oakland. So what's your, what's the number on Minnesota? Well, I wasn't prepared for that, so Minnesota... Well, I yeah, I made them up earlier and you told me my over under sucked, so now well, I'm they, passing the buck.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I can appreciate that. So we'll get it right and we will go with the Vegas odds because that's the right way to do it. Um, so if we look at the list, uh, Minnesota comes in at 88.5. I think I'm going to go oh, over wow. there. Yeah, I think I'm going to put them at 95. Holy smokes. Yeah. I, I just think that division isn't as good as people think. I get The mediocrity from the other four teams will make it easier for Minnesota. Like, I, I'm not as high okay. on the White Sox as everybody else is. Uh, I just think their pitching is a little suspect.
0: And I think... It the be, Eloy injury them, certainly hurts. You know, That's going to cost them over the year.
2: But that's going to cost their offense. I think their pitching is the problem. Um, and I think their ability... And lack of depth is going to be the end of Chicago's like possibly championship type team. Um, okay. So they have some some high end prospects they could move to get some replacements um, that might save them. So mm-hmm. if if they move some if of they those guys, yeah, if they move some of those guys, then I'm going to be probably wrong on that one. But if not, I, I they're vulnerable. So what about you? Where are you putting the Twins?
0: Eighty eight. So I'm right the, the under nose. on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the under on it. But I also think, because we've talked about it before, I think this division is going to beat up on itself really good. And mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why. So um, what about, what's Oakland? Oakland comes in at 86-5. Oh, that's funny. I'll let you I gave them out 86. Yeah, I gave them 86. So I'm the under on both of these teams. That is weird, because I know I've been very optimistic with the rest. But to me, the issue that Oakland will run into as far as like being 92 wins or 86 is that I think 86 will still get them in the playoffs. So that's, I think that they're going to be pushing hard enough to get there and then they'll be able to kind of let off a bit, but they also don't have superstars. They don't have the guys that are going to lead them. They're going to have a bunch of guys that are all pulling together. I feel like somebody
2: wrote a book about that.
0: I think it was called win baseball was that yeah. it no no yeah. wait no no
2: well Something. i i think i think there's um the 86 five set as the over under and then i think there's a series of wins and then i think there's 91 and i think that's where oakland's gonna be uh, okay and i tried to use the Moneyball reference there i don't know if anyone caught on to that no one could see so my hand motion yeah i was gonna say
0: podcast we don't post this. Can you um,
2: hear my hand
0: motion? I don't know. Can you hear
2: that? If I <laughs> if I go fast, you can kind of hear the fluctuation of my voice, maybe. Well, but- maybe
0: you can end this pod, you know, if you if you so desire, with like a Moneyball, uh, little clip that you find somewhere. Not that you've got it on hand, but I know for the Detroit episode, you did a little a little uh, Detroit music, which worked out beautifully. Um, so maybe you'll find it in your heart to end this one with something from Moneyball. You know, like okay. So I will end it with with a a part
2: from the movie. And and you will appreciate the angle when you listen to it live, but I won't tell you what I did. Um, So you'll just have to wait. And to the rest of you, it's been Robin Tyler uh, on Dingers. And here's the clip. The problem we're trying to solve is that there are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's us